You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. is not here sam so don't even say it. <laughs> welcome back. joe's here <laughs> i feel like we just have to do it still i know we do it every time you're on the show but i feel like we have it's like to saying it here's johnny <laughs> joe's here welcome to foundation radio welcome back to the show everyone my name is adam barnard and you're listening to foundation radio i'm here with the uh the the executive voice of the yes. show mr sam Kreps. how my- are you sir my my esteemed title <laughs> it's the best title of all uh, time man. I, i'm a fan it's like uh, it's like Greggy wanting to be the the security czar. <laughs> just a made up title that means almost nothing, and it's just fantastic. Yeah. I love Although, it. Although I like it because it almost makes sense. It does. Almost. It it actually does because you technically kind of are the executive voice because you're the guy who does the outro, you do all the ad reads, and you're the person that makes the show sound fantastic. You know. <laughs> Uh, on top of what I'm doing. But in no way, shape, or form do I take on any executive <laughs> duties. <laughs> you're just the guy. You just do the, the, yeah. You're just there. I love it. Yeah. So what's going voice on, man? Voice choreographer. I'll go with that <laughs> next week. I love it, dude. That is <laughs> voice choreographer. What's uh, what's doing out there in Harrisburg world? Uh, oh, not a whole lot. It's a busy week here because uh, the Carlisle Ford Nationals are coming to town Uh on Friday, so it's been a busy week at work, and after a very busy week at work, I'm headed out of town up to uh, up to Cayuga Lake in New York for the week. Nice. Next week, so you know nothing like a super busy week of work. Wow. The week before you go on vacation, but I, uh, it's good. I was gonna say I can I can uh, I can sympathize with that. This is uh, by the time people hear this episode, uh, I will have landed back in the area in Pittsburgh from a uh, quick trip to california right with the family so uh I, i'll just say it right now it was fantastic it was amazing the weather was beautiful i ate in and out <laughs> until i passed out and it was uh it was great everything was solid so i knew it wishing wishing uh on a star out here back in pittsburgh but uh today uh i know the two performers in this match would have wished they had a wish uh on a star this we gotta set this up this is yeah sam watches professional wrestling uh, <laughs> Sam watches bad professional wrestling poorly. Yes, and this is a watch-along feature, uh, so you're going to be listening in real time while Sam watches a match for the very first time. Uh, As a setup to the last episode you heard, we watched Warrior Hogan 2. This week we are watching Undertaker versus Goldberg, friend of the show and friend of my family, Bill Goldberg, uh, at Super Super, yeah, talking is easy, Super Showdown 2019. Uh, We'll be watching it today on Peacock as well. This is generally considered one of the worst and one of the scariest matches of all time. So I know, Sam, you're familiar, obviously, with Goldberg from being on the show before. Are you familiar at all with The Undertaker or any of the Super Showdown matches? I could pretend like I'm familiar with The Undertaker. I know that his name is The Undertaker. Perfect. All you need to know. Because of the completely unnecessary podcast, I'm familiar with Super Showdown. 
um, it's the Saudi Arabia matches, right? That is correct. Yes, yeah. this is one of the Saudi Arabia matches that they set up. So essentially, in 2018, oh timer, that's a good, that's good, right in the middle of the show. <laughs> Super duper, <laughs> we're, per- we're professional, Sam. Uh, so I'm leaving all this shit in too. Fuck it, I don't care. So Sam, in, uh- cut that out. That's a. <laughs> That's a joke from the Precisely podcast. <laughs> Sam, cut this shit. Get it out of here. <laughs> so in uh, in 2018, the WWE made a partnership with the government of Saudi Arabia and their general sports authority to do uh, a series of shows in their country. Uh, this is one of their main tent events, as well as the greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, this is basically a kind of legendary match it's not undertaker versus sting but i feel like a lot of people were kind of clamoring for this match it's the first time that the undertaker and goldberg uh ever met in the ring before uh but unfortunately due to a series of terrible happenstances in the rings for both performers uh there was a lot of really dangerous moves uh and a lot of really dangerous situations that happened in this match this match goes nine minutes and 35 seconds oh boy Uh, yeah so it's uh it's even i know that's short that is a short match but typically goldberg matches went pretty short i mean that's kind of the mystique of goldberg right he comes in he fucks shit up and then he's out so that's typically what happens here with these matches but uh so you have not watched this before you have no pre notions about this match you don't know anything about this match right no and just so we're clear we're talking about the wrestler goldberg and not goalie of the mighty ducks goldberg that is played correct. by sean weiss that is correct we are not talking about sean weiss we are talking about professional wrestler and friend of the family bill goldberg uh, in this um, particular match. However, I believe if Sean Weiss had been in this match, it would have been very interesting. Uh, probably would have loved to watch uh, Goalie Goldberg take a tombstone from The Undertaker. So Yeah, but shout out to Sean Weiss for his recovery, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Say, really doing, well right now, right? Doing well over the last year or so. So There's absolutely nothing more than I love than a, than a comeback story, and I hope the best for Sean Weiss, and I hope he's doing very, very well. Uh, I hope things get better for him because I know they were really bad for a while. Yeah. Now, anyway. Good. Yeah, back, um, to the, back to the show. Is this one of the Saudi matches where everybody got held up in Saudi Arabia and, like, couldn't get back? That or was, was that a COVID thing? That was actually the 2020 Super Showdown where Goldberg actually made event again against the fiend Bray Wyatt. Uh, that was the second one. So, according to the rumor and innuendo, there was some kind of happenstance that happened due to a money exchange or some kind of WWE didn't happened. give up enough of their soul. Well, yeah, and I mean, Saudi Arabia needed more of their soul in order to to feel fulfilled. <laughs> Apparently, the story is the rumor and innuendo is that the. Uh, the Saudi Arabian government didn't pay or the WWE didn't pay enough and the feed was cut in Saudi Arabia. When there was a, it was a mess over there during this event. So uh, this that event was right before COVID took place. That that event was uh, February 27th of 2020. So it was really the last so, international okay. match yeah. that happened. Yeah. But uh, Goldberg was the main event in that uh, in that one. So it was uh, it was very it's it's a very unique set of circumstances. I'm not entirely sure for personal reasons. I'm comfortable with the arrangement the business arrangement between Saudi Arabia and WWE. But again, you know, I typically don't watch just as a personal opinion as well. I typically don't watch the Saudi Arabia uh, pay-per-views. Gotcha. Hey, hang on one second. My uh, dehumidifier just kicked on. Yeah, no problem, man. We can always cut. <laughs> we'll cut this part out and come back to it. Yeah. What the hell was that? Um, <laughs> now I'm throwing keyboard. This is why I didn't want to have to sit backwards of my... <laughs> if I'm sitting backwards on my laptop and I keep going forwards and then realizing I'm like a dog on a leash and like I don't have any more length on my and I have an extension for my headphones but if I use it I can't use the microphone at the same time it's a it's a whole thing 
Well, we'll just cut this out and we'll come back right back at so you haven't started the match. All right, yet. yeah. So I'm I'm ready to go. No problem. So typically, I generally, as a matter of principle, don't watch the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. Uh, I just have this weird thing about the Saudi Arabia WWE business relationship. Just after the the murder of Khashoggi and things that happened at that time, it was very off-putting to me. But I know some yeah. people do watch this. But I did not watch this match live. I caught it on the replay uh, and was very concerned for both performers. Uh, you know, they are in an advanced age, you know, and I think that's part of this. You have to kind of watch it in a bubble and in context. These guys are in their, you know, 40s and 50s. Now, Goldberg still performs at a main event level. I mean, don't get me wrong. This guy can go. He is a machine. Undertaker, he could go, uh, but it's very clear that he's starting to see the signs of age that are taking place in his life. And, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. So we're going to get ready to watch it. So how's everything going on there? You're ready to go. You got Peacock up. Well, uh, let me see here. My uh, my Android TV just decided to go to sleep, so let's hit play here once. You got it, man. Take your time. We'll get set up. And while uh, Sam is doing that, um, we are going to uh, – I'm going to give you the timestamp for Super Showdown on this. So uh, folks that are listening to us in the United States, you're going to have to go to your Peacock app, and you're going to search for Super Showdown in your search bar. You're going to go to Season 2, which is Super Showdown 2. 2019 and you're going to skip all the way to three hours 22 minutes and 32 seconds which is the timestamp. again this is three hours 22 minutes and 32 seconds if you are listening to us anywhere outside of the united states you're going to go to the wwe network you're going to search for super showdown 2019 and i believe the timestamp is the same you may have to adjust your drag bar a little bit just to get there but uh, it should be the same amount of time well, that was good timing because I am at 3 hours, 22 minutes, and 32 seconds on Super Showdown Season 2. In I'm, I'm rocking out with my peacock out. Yeah, that is, that is exactly what you need to do if you're a WWE fan. You need to rock out with your peacock out. All right, we're going to hit play. Sam, do you want to count us down? Sure, we'll hit play in 3, 2, 1, and play. Here's Michael Undertaker. Cole. Wow. Undertaker is a Goldberg, beast. Berg, Berg, Berg. Just on its, on its face here. I mean, it's it, this is a hell of a matchup. You like the butt rock in the back? First Sam? time ever. Well, I need. I say I need to crank my speakers a little bit here. <laughs> I, uh, I got a new setup going. We that's, have never seen a man. And oh, then that's we the show guy screaming butt. from last week. Remember? That's oh, Tony yes. I'm still yelling after all these years, years, years. <laughs> he doesn't actually echo on screen, but Goldberg is a monster. Here's the Undertaker. These, I'm telling you, man, WD Pro, WWE promos are second to none anywhere. Maybe, but I don't know who's sponsoring it yet. <laughs> Here's the other uh, referencing the undefeated streak for Goldberg. And the Undertaker. Say, WCW, I definitely knew yep. what money was being thrown at it. I, yes. Well, I guess I know whose money's being thrown yeah, at this Ted, one, Womp. Ted Turner, but yeah, <laughs> this is the government of Saudi Arabia money being thrown here. Yeah. Two storied careers. There it is. Oh, I thought there'd be more. I thought it was going to be like an anaphora, but nope. It's just, nope, it's more. That's there just, he is, universal it is title. just two storied careers. Man, there Goldberg, was Goldberg. There was Undertaker. nothing more exciting than watching Goldberg kick the door open in a WCW event, or even WWE. That, <laughs> that's the whole thing was is amazing. 
I've been All lucky right. enough to watch both of these guys wrestle live. Two unstoppable forces. Whoa. Oh, there's a Psycho Sid power bomb or a Tombstone. Oh, power. I hear some. I hear some good old radio there rock right is. now. Some butt rock. <laughs> this is her. one epic collision. Goldberg. Jackhammer. Like, for me, when I hear this and I see this, in my mind, I'm like, there's no way Goldberg's going over in this match. As much as I want him to, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Undertaker's going to get this win. It would have just like been what happened if the Undertaker actually went up against Sting. He would have got that win. There's no way. The bill. The bill. And here we go. Uh, they were both facing the same direction there for a second. It got awkward. Oh, we got to look at each other now. Yep, there he goes. I'm not sure. who Who's fighting in this? I, I believe it's The Undertaker versus Goldberg for the first time. It's The Undertaker versus Goldberg versus Undertaker versus Goldberg. That stare Versus down, Undertaker versus Goldberg. Here we go. Man. So they do this Iconic. in like a mega stadium? They do. It's the big, it's the largest stadium in Saudi Arabia, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Here's the power of Goldberg, though. I don't ever want to hear anybody say that Goldberg is not over anywhere because he's still fucking over 25 years later. This guy still draws crowds everywhere. Stay on, stay on beat, guys. Stay on beat in the crowd. What's Jeddah? That is the, is that that where is the it location is? in Saudi Arabia where this is happening. Okay. I thought it was maybe like a, a cheese pun. Here we go. He just ran into the door. He tried to open it. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a cut so on his he head. he actually head-butted the door. That's where the is that what it is? Out. That's where the cut came okay. from. Okay. I was going to say, it sounded like he just like tried to open the door but ran into it by accident. So he started there and hurt himself barking. a little bit. Yeah. Hurt his head a little bit headbutting it. That's where the mark came from. That seems to be a common thread through these is, you know, bleeding from the head is never a good start. That is correct. And Goldberg's <laughs> basically said that as well. He, he said he, you know, probably shouldn't have done that before the match. But he gets into this mode where he's just like beast mode. You know, he just gets crazy. And that's what people want to see. So... Here he is walking well, up the ramp. If you're joining say that's us, great in theory, but no one right. saw yeah. <laughs> that. All the hype up. If you're joining, all they us, heard was him go. Ugh. And you saw the door basically try to cave in. We are at yeah. three hours, twenty-seven minutes, and twenty-two seconds. Twenty-three, twenty-four. In case you're joining us a little bit later, need to get caught up on your timestamp. These entrances are historic. <laughs> in case long. you're joining us live yeah. in this podcast, <laughs> listening live. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> hey, did you buy Dogecoin yet? No. You should. No, I'm a I'm a Bitcoin guy, but I haven't I haven't bought into Doge. It's hard to hear the crowd in some of these like super large venues because this arena is so large that even if people are cheering, you still can't like it, it doesn't give you the way it shows that, like, up like five seconds later. Yeah. Here's the big yeah. sparklers. Oh, this, iconic, is this a stadium or is it an arena? I think it's an arena. Here's the iconic okay. Goldberg entrance. Boom! Pyro's late. 
I was going to say. The pyro was Does he late. kick and then there's fireworks? So typically he does like a set of punches and kicks and then and he'll yeah. come out. But the pyro for both of his matches in Saudi Arabia was late. It's another common thread in these is mistaken fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Say when, the, when there's cuts on the head and you screw up your fire, you're going to have a bad wrestle. It's going to be bad wrestling. And I see they've got the, the ribbons out for the ribbon dance later. <laughs> like, what is hanging down over there? I actually didn't even see that. Oh, it's a screen. Okay. Uh, I yeah, thought it was a screen. It yeah. looked like uh, like you see in like Vegas. Like, yes. People that do the like in like stage shows, like dancing up in ribbons and curtains and stuff. But no, yeah, it's just the screen that goes all the way down. Gotcha. <laughs> I see Kenny Powers has moved on. Yes, that would be uh, legendary WWE referee Mike Chioda. Thank you, Michael Cole, for briefing us on his 173-0 winning streak. 173-0. He's like the Harlem Globetrotters of professional wrestling. There hasn't been a streak like that since. He is the only one who has had a, a winning streak just like that. He didn't have any professional wrestling experience when he started. He just showed up right. after he blew his he blew his quad out or he blew something with his, his sternum and his football career was over. Went to a gym and met a couple of people and they were like, hey, why don't you come try out for WCW and just got over like crazy. I think so, I might have learned that on Foundation Radio. I believe you did. If you want to listen to our conversation with Bill Goldberg, it's in the archives. You can go check it out right now at foundationradio.net. Goldberg is a wonderful, wonderful guy. But unfortunately, bad things happen in this match, and it sucks. Oh, here we go. More fire. That's yep. always a good always start. Always fire when you come from The Undertaker. That's that's basically, you know, you can start. Say, we're going to... How you feeling so far on this? It's like the longest drawn-out intro ever. <laughs> he said the match is nine minutes. I think we've been watching this for 25 minutes already. I believe you are correct, yes. Say the the druids are about to start smacking themselves in the head with those torches. <laughs> I forgot that you're Catholic and you know all that stuff. I love it. Oh, I was I was referencing Monty Python. <laughs> but sure, I'm but Catholic. Sure, sure, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, sure. Like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not a professional. I just sit here and bullshit. It's like a, a ghost of, concert. There's a lot of fire. There's like 85 coffins on stage. They represent all of his WrestleMania wins. He also had a very prolific streak at WrestleMania. He went 21-0 and before he was beaten by seems, Brock Lesnar. Seems like a very uh, heavy way to have to show off that you won. Yeah. Usually they just have that belt that they hold up. This guy's got to carry around 35 coffins. That's a lot of luggage costs, man. Yeah, it's like it's like it, between either having a belt or being like Floyd Mayweather and just like throwing your, your money around. And more fire. He's got to throw coffins. It's like, hold on. I'll be there in like four hours. i got to move all the coffins. Wow. You're right. I didn't realize they were. Ac I thought they were just like stands. I didn't oh, realize yeah. they were actual fucking coffins. Yep. Jesus. So Donald Trump's going to come out after this, right? <laughs> Probably. Was he president? Yeah, he was president then. No, I don't think he is. He was too busy in the Hall of Fame. That's a real I thing. Just, He's in the I WWE think, Hall of Fame. Yeah. Wasn't it uh, 
at the the 2016 RNC when somebody like edited the Undertaker theme into his entrance yes. into the national convention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm thinking of this. Tell you what, though, this is a dope entrance. It is, man. I'm telling you, that's why the Undertaker is a legend, brother. Like Goldberg's cool and all, but like, if I saw this in person, it'd be like chills. There is, a, there was absolutely nothing like a, a, an Undertaker entrance. I saw him for the first time live. I think it was 1992 or 1993. My dad took us to the Spectrum in Philly, and yeah. it was very, very early on in his career as the Undertaker. But man, I felt like the whole fucking room went like yeah. cold. You know, Paul Bear, you could hear it. him screaming through the goddamn yeah. stadium. Oh man, it was just an unforgettable experience. And then. I saw him again in Philly at the Wells Fargo Center. It was the Monday Night Raw, which they what they call the go-home edition before WrestleMania. And, man, he came out and did the whole thing. Yeah. And holy shit, dude. What Tell a Tell you night. what, though. TV, TV kind of ruined his whole rise from nothing effect there. Yeah. Uh, Sam the Nerd noticed that there was, like, a misplaced mirror. Yeah, you could see it on stage right there. Oh, yeah, that um, is. There's a mirror that angles up, and that's how they do that effect visually for the crowd. But it's not lined up with the screen right. Oh. And it's, I was like, why is that? I was like, what, are they going to put virtual Tupac on stage or something? <laughs> and uh, so I noticed this mirror. I was like, oh, no, that's the, uh, that's the effect for the beginning. Yeah. It's almost like, a, what's the word? Pepper's Ghost is the, the name of the, like, the Disney old school effect. Oh, right, right, right. But uh, it's something like that. But, yeah, this is just... Uh, of all the characters, this has to be one of the more like iconic entrances of any of them. Not just this particular one, but his his style. For sure, there's getting no, a little drawn out. There's but. no one that's ever like him, but that's that's the mystique of him, right? That's this goes just just goes on. Like if this was a WrestleMania, I mean, it would be absolutely out of control. But right. Well, I'm assuming that. Uh, this pay-per-view isn't limited to three hours because he's been walking out for about 45 minutes now. You could probably take a coffee break, take a leak, come back. He's still walking down the ramp, you know. Like, if this was on broadcast TV from the time he left that ramp to about the turnbuckle where he is now, be like, all right, we'll be back after these messages. Yep. This has yep. been Super Showdown. We'll be back with the rest <laughs> of uh, Undertaker's entrance here after a, a brief word from our sponsor, Snickers. <laughs> Everything is sponsored by Snickers, yeah. <laughs> Here he goes. Now here's the light. Here we go. Here's his. He's lifting his arms so that he can climb up over the turnbuckle. Wow. Lights. Wow. Oh shit. Look at I that angle realize. that displayed how empty the upper deck of the arena is. <laughs> I forgot they did pyro on this. It's cool. So it is a soccer stadium, and yeah. it's a, it's a, probably like a hundred thousand seat stadium. And I was mostly joking about it being empty. That's probably the side where all the cameras, all the wrestling stuff is. I still don't understand. It's again, it's it's the the noise traveling in a lot of these open arenas yeah. that kills the the vibe, you know. No, I, I could see that. You got to go to the Garden. I mean, I've seen wrestling at the Garden before. It's like if you're a if you're a wrestling fan, you've had to at least yeah. go to the Garden once. And my God, okay. dude, what a fucking experience that is! Here we go. Here's so the, they, the lights wait, came more... up and Axl Rose is out here Correct. now. Correct. Oh go. no! Oh, it's it's the Undertaker. Okay. More fire. More coffins. Michael Cole giving us context more. Looks like the hat's a little tight on his head. It's got the red marks on there. No, he probably uh, 
heard that Goldberg oh, hit his head on the door, so they wanted to uh, just even things out a little. Here, listen to Greg Hamilton, the announcer. dude is unreal greg hamilton is fucking unbelievable at announcing undertaker looks uncomfortable well also remember it's like 150 degrees like 130 degrees in the ring and he's got leather pants on and it's open they have lights on them I can tell you what, I looking at Goldberg and looking at Undertaker, my initial reaction is it's definitely not 1992 for Undertaker at correct. this point. That is you correct. could sell me on Goldberg being in pretty impeccable shape, and I'm sure that, that Undertaker is in shape as well, but it's he definitely not. shows a little bit more wear and tear, we'll say. Here's the stare down. Are they going to exchange pleasantries through the wrapping of fingers like in the last one I saw? No, they are not. No, there's no wrapping of fingers here. Just the epic showdown, <laughs> stare down. See, the stare down I buy, but the let's hold hands and yell. <laughs> so I'm laughing because Goldberg just gave the, uh, the thumb across the throat. Boom, spear. So not a bad start. No, it starts out well. Definitely not a bad it start. Starts out well. Say, Undertaker got in a swing. Goldberg got in a few. I don't spear. know what these moves are called. Spe- are they called just spears? Spear. Yep. Okay. I mean, I know One, it. Two, I would call it down. that, but I wasn't sure if that's what the. Uh, that's one of Goldberg's the, uh, number one moves is the spear. And there's the sit up. So you can see it's already starting pretty well, right? Like you're getting most wrestling fans are getting what they thought they would get. This is already point. better looking than the the last thing I watched. Yes. Like they're yeah, the they're at least of this are way better. There he is, a choke slam coming up. Goldberg trying to fight out of this. So far so good, right? Roll up. Just tickled him on the uh on the business there a little bit right before he did this leg lock thing. Tickled him on the business. <laughs> now we're uh we're Doing having a, a sit. Yep. Undertaker selling like a bastard. Trying to mask some of the... Uh, Say we're stretching our uh, yeah our glutes right now is what we're doing. Trying to, trying to mask some of the... Um, I don't want to say deficiencies, but some of the weaknesses that they have as they get older. Obviously, you know, we're not doing any rope climbing here. We're not doing any major moves. No, but there's there's certain moves here so far that... At least sell better than what I saw the other night. Here we go. Because I mean, where it gets bad. Boom. Oh. Goldberg just hit the post. So he hit the post post, not Correct. like a pad on the post. And he is out cold. He is out cold. Oof. So that was a botch. That yeah. was an accident. Now he He's is like really out. bleeding, yes. too. He is out cold. Mike Kyoto, what he's doing, he's putting gloves on and he's radioing into the back to let him know that something is wrong. But Undertaker is 
trying to keep the show going. Going, yeah. Yes. Trying to buy but some like, time. Goldberg is just like not really with it. No. He's saying like something's wrong. They're trying. They're communicating. He was to each shaking other. his head like no. Yeah. He's communicating and he's asking and basically you can sort of hear or you can kind of read between the lines of the body language. You can see, you know, Goldberg is going to be try to be a professional about it and try well, to there's the like match. blood all over his head. And I mean, he's bald. It's not right. like it's got anywhere to go. But he but can like, barely keep himself standing upright. I mean, this is this is well, a serious injury. Yeah, he didn't stand up. Let's be clear. Undertaker propped him up on the turnbuckle. Correct. And. He didn't get up. He's trying to be a professional about it and trying to like just like get it done. But he's not even like Oh man. This is called an old school. So he's basically trying to buy time here and Mike Kyoto's checking on him still, trying to make sure he's okay. Right here is where they probably should have ended the match. Just just give him a choke slam, get it over with. Well, this is all like You see he can barely stand up. He's not selling this. No, this is all yeah, this is all legit. He's trying. He's doing everything he can to, to stay up. But what I don't get is why. They're trying to just finish the match. Like Ugh. He should have just stayed down and they should have just called an audible and called it over. But Goldberg's trying to be a professional about this and, you know, finish the match and do it all See, correctly. See, that's the thing, though. I feel like being a professional is, like, running the show safely, not, yeah, I just, like, dropped half my brain out, and now I'm going to, oh, man. Here comes a tombstone. Watch his head, though. Oh. Did you see his head kind of pop yeah. back there? That could have killed him. Goldberg yeah. almost just got killed. And that's because Goldberg can't really properly he didn't sell. have any. Yeah. So, yeah. There's no facilities here. Why is he back on his feet? Trying to trying to finish the match. Look at the size of that fucking gash on his head. Holy shit! I I never actually was able like I never watched this like. And looked at it in, in this sort of critical lens. But the size of the gash on his head is concerning. I guess I just, I don't understand why in Taker any is, sense this is still going on. That's the question with this. Taker is very clearly like concerned. The, well, and like the, the, the official's not really like, I know it's not really like other than to kind of control the flow. The official's not making any kind of call. Well, it's I mean, like, he's are you okay? To. He's it's trying like, to, it, but, but it's like the equivalent of like, think about like a football game when they go through a, a concussion protocol. They don't come out onto the field and just say to the quarterback, "Hey, you good?" Right. <laughs> like, someone's got to go in there and be like, "Dude, you're you're out." <laughs> like, I think, it, I think this it is. is at awful a, to watch at a certain point Kyoto probably would have so what they typically do is in in wrestling matches like this in the event that somebody really gets injured the referee will throw up an x sign to the back with his hands like he puts his wrists in an x sign and that will indicate that there's a serious injury or something actually went wrong right now i think 
it's probably a lot to do with the fact that Taker and Goldberg just want to get through the match and that old school mentality. But I think at a certain point, it just has to be like, you guys got to stop this. You know, you have to get it done. He's yeah. just not there. Another spear. Kind of like threw him into it. Too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, look at the cut on his head. He's going to try to take him up into a jackhammer. This. Oh, man. They're saying he can't. There's he no can't way. Him up. Oh, my God. Say the. Exchanging exchanging neck injuries here. That would that so that almost killed Undertaker legitimately. Had that been had he dropped him a little bit farther onto his neck or a little bit like more shallow, yeah, that would have killed him. At the very least, he wouldn't be uh, moving from about the the arms down. He's gonna try to get him up again, but you can see Taker took a real hard took a real beating on that one. And now we're checking with each other. Are we okay? Oh, no. and Derp. And he, yep, and he's going to reverse it. I think at this point, this is when Gold or Taker just realizes they're going home at this point. He's just putting them away. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. He's just ending the match. That's it. Ugh. And he is pissed. Realizes he was in a battle. He realizes he was in, like, concussion land there for about nine minutes. Yeah, now they have, they have people coming in to check on him now. Goldberg brought the big fight until he hit his head. You know, before the match. Yeah. And he's hurt, too. Yeah, he's done. This was sort of the beginning of the end for The Undertaker at this point. I think he realized, you know, that he referred to this as what he calls a bad day at the office. It's just, you know, shit happens. He's clearly not happy about it, but, you know, what can you do? Yeah. Well, and it's just sort of like they're in kind of a holding pattern. On the on in the ring, like he's kind of just standing around. It's not like there's any anything going on now, too. It's just an awkward pause. Now he's gonna come. He's gonna go in the middle of the ring and try to do his moves, sell it to the crowd. But he is angry. I mean, for his age, he looks like he's in pretty solid shape, man. This looks better than than the uh, the beginning comments. I will uh, <laughs> I will renege on my comments based on this camera angle. Always, always talking about the retirement. More pyro, lightning, fire. So did he retire? Not after this. 
undertaker well, i figured not after this this right. isn't a way to go out so each of these guys basically kind of got their own do-over match to make up for this debacle here uh goldberg well now we're all done with the match here <laughs> that's the whole end that's of the it that's the super end. showdown that's super pyro and he is out of the ring can't even barely get out and that is the end of this so uh Undertaker had a follow-up match at Survivor Series, I believe it was, where he was with Roman Reigns, uh, and he fought, I think it was Drew McIntyre and somebody else, uh, which was a, an incredible match with the two of them. Goldberg came back at SummerSlam and fought Dolph Ziggler, and he just crushed him uh, in the match. It was basically just a sell job and the whole time, but Goldberg got back over with the crowd and showed he could still go. Goldberg then had his match with... Uh, the Fiend at the next Super Showdown and then became the Universal Champion for the second time and then lost it to Braun Strowman at WrestleMania 36. Undertaker eventually retired after WrestleMania 36, though, when he did the uh, the cinematic match during the pandemic. So he was able to go out on top. But what are your uh, what are your thoughts on that uh, that main event? What's your takeaway? I, I think I keep coming back to I don't have any idea why in any professional setting like that it's left to the the performers the athletes the what have you to decide whether or not they're okay for the safety of everyone else like that's the key for me but once again poor poorly timed pyrotechnics cut heads I think those are my two uh, main qualifiers for for bad wrestling thus far. It seems like we've gotten a lot of pyro and a lot of screaming uh, so I far think in the past two matches here. The big difference for me in this one is this one didn't necessarily feel bad. This one felt unsafe. Right. Um, because I will say nothing that happened in the first one I watched was as entertaining as like any of the actual wrestling that I saw in this one. Like I feel like the warrior Hogan match was a lot of, you know, half effort, so to speak. I feel like this was almost the antithesis of that to a fault. Like they were trying too hard. (laughs) It's like the best way I could think of it is it's like, you know, Warrior was, you know, blown up before he ever got going. Goldberg kind of blew himself up, not in the same way, but, like, literally almost made his head explode. Yeah. And and here we are. But, now I can't say I felt like this one was actually that bad. I feel like this one may be bad for a sense that the the flow of it was not all that great and, you know, it fell apart. But... um I felt like it had legs at the beginning and then kind of just completely collapsed in on itself. I agree. I think. And let me ask this. Sorry. No, Does this have anything to do with it not being like, is the entire promotion put together by WWE when it's in another country or do the expectations, regulations, customs of that country come into play so it's it's a little of both so from what i understand from the saudi arabia relationships a lot of these matches have to do with ideas where 
Saudi Arabia will request specific superstars. Uh, and then based upon whoever's available, whoever wants to do it, then they go in and, you know, bring people in, which I think, I think was I've the heard, catalyst was for this match. I think I've heard that, but more so what I mean is, so like Goldberg's like bleeding with a huge gash out of his head. Right. If this match happened, you know, at the Wells Fargo Center instead of in Saudi Arabia, would we have seen a more uh, a more concerned protocol go into place? You know, that's actually an excellent question. I don't know if I can really like I don't know if that's the case, but I would imagine it was that probably had something to do with it where they were like, listen, we got to finish the match. We got to get this done. I would imagine like we, that, that could have been flew it. Yeah. 4,000 miles to. Yeah. To do this. I mean, that, that's so good, I guess I that's something I'm not possible, considering yeah. watching it from, you know, the comfort of my my gamer chair in my basement either. But and a, uh, a lot of times, too, with with this with these events like Super Showdown and, and the Greatest Royal Rumble, they're sort of considered off storyline events. Uh, for I example, think I've heard that, for example, with The Fiend and Goldberg, that came out of left field for a, most of us wrestling fans who were watching it. You know, not the not the idea that that The Fiend and Goldberg couldn't, you know, tangle and, and go after it. I mean, it was the idea of it is really cool, but it also was they were setting up a lot of different story arcs and a lot of different movements with The Fiend character as the universal champion. And then all of a sudden it took this really hard left turn and now Goldberg's back in the picture. So some of these things don't always translate over. That was really that and the match where The Fiend had won the Universal title from Seth Rollins originally on Halloween. Those are the only two things that it really carried over into the remaining storylines. But most of these are considered like one-offs. They do the matches and they do this big build-up to the Saudi mm-hmm. Arabian events. And then it's it just sort of it's forgotten in a lot of ways in the American audiences. But say It's almost like the house shows that I, I've always hear, heard about. Almost. I mean, it's almost, yeah, like there's house shows that you'll go and see. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, uh, it's not necessarily an accurate representation. It'll carry the storylines like the television shows do. It's a lot different than it was back Back in the day, because a lot of times at house shows, you know, the, the the mantra in WWE was anything's possible. You can go to a house show and watch a title change hands, you know, and and, and everybody gets a, a big pop for that. But in this atmosphere, it's not necessarily as 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 contained as it used to be. So uh, I guess where would you rank Undertaker and Goldberg uh, in comparison to Hogan Warrior, Two, which was probably the worst one we've seen thus far? Hogan Warrior is definitely worse still. I will uphold that um, I think as far as poor quality wrestling goes, I don't even think these two are close. I feel like I feel like this was a a mistake rather than just poorly executed because I feel like it's kind of like what I was saying. It's like I don't think that they I don't think that they did a bad job. I think they made some poor decisions. Whereas I feel like the Warrior Hulk match was just bad. I don't know what happened in that one, but it just didn't didn't play well as far as me uh, experiencing it from my my absolutely no experience <laughs> perspective. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I have to agree here. I think I think overall the takeaway for me again after watching this again was that this was just a poorly executed match. Uh, both of the performers had really difficult time in the ring, and I think there were a lot of different circumstances that surrounded this that made it uh, a more of a dangerous match. But nothing has been worse so far yet than Hogan Warrior Two. But this is only episode two of this new feature that we're doing here, where Sam watches crappy wrestling. Uh, next week. 
We're going to watch the Kennel from Hell match. What do you think, just hearing that for the first time, just what do you think that match is about? Dogs. Correct. Dogs at ringside. Is that actually what it is? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I yes. figured it was just one of those cage deals, but no, there's actually is, dogs there involved are here. actual dogs involved in this match. Uh, it's... Oh, man, it's during the Attitude Era, which is, you know, the, obviously that the height of professional wrestling. Uh, it's just it's just terrible. It's just a poorly executed uh, idea. And they have dogs around the ring and it's just it's just terrible. So it's the big boss man versus Al Snow in a steel cage surrounded by dogs. So we are going to watch that next week here on Foundation Radio. Uh, I am Adam Bernard. This is Sam Krebs. Anything uh, any final thoughts on this before we get out of here? It's been fun being your executive voice. (laughs) It's literally like butter every time I hear it. Thanks for tuning in, friends. We'll see you next week. Peace. Foundation Radio is hosted, recorded, and executive produced by Adam Barnard. The show is also produced by Sam Kreps. Special thanks to Greg Mead, Joe Keen, Jeff Quinn, and Dr. Ruth Almy. Our intro and outro music is produced by Dumb Ugly. Find this episode and our full archive at foundationradio.net. Follow us on Instagram at foundation underscore radio. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. This has been a Foundation Radio production. Butts Carlton, proprietor. Butts Carlton, proprietor.